Are you legally allowed to say you're a lawyer? If I... <laughs> Man of the year. Man of the year. Man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Aaron Cairo. I'm Matt Ritter. So Matt, in our very first episode, we talked about what are we going to call some of the solutions that we have for guys who want to make friends. Um, I think you said hacks mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. And I said tips and you said, mm. Mm. and then we came together and we said tips slash hacks. And then for a minute there, we went just the tip and then we're like, that's too crude. Yeah, we're yeah. going back to So now we're, now we're just tip slash hacks. I thought it was hacks slash tips. No, it's tips slash <laughs> producer, <laughs> producer Theo just gave a big shake of his head. No, it's tips slash hacks. And uh, I thought maybe we'd do an episode that was really just dedicated to some tips slash hacks to help make new friends because there's all kinds of, for lack of a better word, techniques. Mm-hmm. There are trips. There are books. Um, and I thought we'd do like a little sampler platter. What's that called? Is that a mouche? Poo-poo platter? <laughs> I don't know why it's I don't know why. What's a mouche bouche? A mouche bouche. That's the thing they, in between meals, palate cleanser. So that's like a little sherbet. Yeah. That's a little sherbet. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah. A mouche bouche yeah. is the in between palate oh, yeah. cleanser? Yeah. Palate cleanser? Well, or pre or pre-meal cleanser. Okay. Now it's a pre-meal cleanser. It's both. It's either. Okay. Well, it's either. I want to give myself a little out. Okay. Theo. Theo it's will, a cleanser. Theo will be looking it up. Yeah. Uh, but also I love this idea because we do get a lot of messages and I would say like, if ever there was a constructive criticism, it's like, we want more. We want more tips. I'm like, okay, you can have more tips today. And Matt, I also think we should just say that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a daunting thing. Like we make it seem easy to make new friends, but like it can be tough. I don't even think we, like in my own life, I, I find it daunting. Well, not you. No, I do. I don't want people to think I don't. Like I do. Like yeah. I, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, how do I, you know, move this friendship forward or like, yeah. How do I summon up the energy to say hi to this person? Or like today I had a dad wave hi to me across the street and he tried to engage me and I could have just kept moving, but I was like, no, I've seen this guy in the neighborhood a bunch of times. So I took the stroller across the street, mm. but like, you know, I had to like make that decision in the moment and now I have his number. That's great. But I'm saying like, I had to literally stop in the middle of the street and I crossed the street to be like, you know what? I'm making a conscious choice to go. I've seen this guy a bunch of times. Like maybe we should just try to, he's a little kid. I have a little kid. By the way, embrace consistency. You see the same people over and over again because you're probably walking the same route at the same time. Then the nod becomes a hey and a hey becomes a high and a high becomes a number and a number becomes a friend. So I'm at number, but I'd like to be a friend. You're at number, you'd like to be a friend. So the first thing I want to talk about uh, is this um, idea. It's called the golden retriever technique. Oh, that's not what a golden retriever sounds like. I don't know. No, that's a wolf. And uh, this comes from an article on Quartz that someone sent in by this- uh, Article on what? Quartz. It's QZ.com. Oh, yeah. yeah. The way you say it. Quartz? Yeah, you're you're missing the- Quartz? Yeah, Quartz. I think I said Quartz Yeah, you said Quartz. I was like, oh, is that some sort of NBA hoopers? Because me and Theo are hoopers, you know? Uh, Anyway, so it's by the author Sarah Todd. And basically, the the, the technique is that, um, you know- cribbing from a golden retriever. A golden retriever is always really happy to see you, but doesn't give a shit if you are happy to see them. Mm. So if you put that into human terms, when you see someone, you're always very happy to see them, but you don't really care what they think about you. Now, when I told you about this, you love it. it. I love it because I 
just realized I am a golden retriever. <laughs> like, I don't care about your sour moodiness, whatever. Like, it's not me? No, not no. you. Not you, but yeah. even if it yeah. were you. yeah. yeah. I don't care. I'm coming in the way I come into a room, the way I greet people, mm. which is always with enthusiasm, always with excitement. My mom, my sister, my brother, we're all that way. And do I don't like change it to match somebody's like, oh, how are you? Oh. I'm like, no, I am good. Yeah. And I'm going to project that happiness and joy in the world that I always bring with me. And if you don't like it, tough. I have so many thoughts running through my head. One, this must happen to you a lot because you have a lot of sad sex in your life. I mean, there's just a range of people, but we talked about this on a, a few episodes ago. You know, I have people in my life that aren't always walking around with a smile on their face and you don't have to, and I don't expect you to. I just happen to be built that way. So I'm not like saying, hey, everybody should do this. Right. But I liked it because it kind of, um, I guess, verified or like made me feel validated Yeah. for the way that I... Um, engage people just like the initial how i say hello to people is always sort of with enthusiasm for both new friends and old friends what's interesting about this is that you can only control so much in an interaction mm, you can control your side exactly exactly so i like that like it's not trying to do too much like just be friendly also is there something to be said for like dogs know how to make friends yeah i mean everyone loves to yeah make they're called man's best friend yeah, like yeah Dogs are the greatest friend makers. What about? <laughs> I'm giving the dog credit for yeah. like thinking. Yeah. They're like, maybe there should be new dogs hosting a friendship podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll be replaced any moment now. Um, but the idea that you don't really care if other people are excited to see you, I mean, that also takes some. I'll tell you what. My wife's the same way. And there have been times in my life. She's a golden retriever. We're both golden retrievers. Two golden retrievers. Two golden retrievers. Yeah. And. You were warm, overly, you know, affectionate, affectionate. And, and, and there have been times at larger gatherings, I feel like maybe at weddings or like just bigger events where I've definitely felt like the judgment of the way that we are. Oh, really? Yes. Too friendly? Yes. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I remember there was a wedding we went to where there was a woman who didn't like Jess's positive energy. <laughs> and then you could just tell like the way she was. Cause they thought it was fake. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the why I guess that's, yeah, yeah. I don't know the why yeah. somebody gets sort of, you know, don't like that, but right. I've definitely felt that a few times where it's like, what's this guy's problem? Well, is this what's this guy's deal? He's yeah, so yeah. freaking happy. What is he walking around? Freaking happy guy. I don't know if this is very helpful. What? Sometimes the backfires, the technique. No, I'm just saying yeah. it's not that it backfires. It's just that, not everybody's going to be receptive to it. But you know what? I'm sure you agree with this. People who react negatively, that's on them. It's also people you don't want to be <laughs> friends with. Right. Right? If people are going to react negatively to your positive way that you engage, like, nah, screw them. By the way, I just want to let you know, I'm going to call you into service soon. Um, so I'm having a big birthday party. So mm. I was thinking about this. And as we know, I like to invite people from my entire social universe. There's going to be a lot of different groups there. Theo's going to be there with his dad. Wow, we're really going broad. And I need you to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need you to facilitate a little bit. Like Ooh. there's going to be some people coming in who don't know that many people. I need you to work them. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's going to be people who, I've mentioned the pod that you've never met before. Oh, I love this. For people who listen to the pod who have never met you. Yeah. So you're going you're to be on. You're going to be on. I love this. So Party on. Wayne. Yeah. Are you bringing the kid? Kid can't be at a no. party. Okay. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about is solo travel. Mm. Now, solo travel is not exactly the right terminology because there's all these companies now 
for traveling. It's a group travel. Right, you, so they've already made it easy. But you don't know anybody. Yeah, but they've already cut half of the battle for you. Right, so the New York Times did a whole um, profile on this company, Flashpack, which is basically like for millennials, I think it's 30 to 45. Shouldn't they be sponsoring us if we're giving them a shout out like this? Well, let's see what we say about yeah, it. Yeah, let's see what happens. So it's highly curated. I think the trip in the article is in Morocco. You know, you start out, you don't know anybody. You know, there's icebreakers. Everything is very yeah. geared to meeting people. Yeah. And you're traveling with strangers. You just did a trip yeah. where you went alone. Yeah. Did you knew some people before and you didn't. So yeah, I just went to uh, a trip to Israel, um, which was not birthright, because uh, birthright's like young Jews. This is a little bit older. Also 30 to 45, a program called Reality. And uh, I knew a couple people that I had met through the program. Okay, so you weren't totally going prior. When, when I did it myself uh, five years ago, this time I was a facilitator. When I went five years ago, I went in completely not knowing anybody. And did you have an approach going in? Because I think that's part of it. It's like, mindset of like, I'm going to make friends. Did you go in like, I, you know, I want to meet some people or not like, Hey, we always say like, don't try to make right. friends, but did you go in with the mindset of like, I'm going to be very sort of outgoing, put myself out there, be vulnerable, that kind of stuff. That's what I think is so great about these trips. It's like, you're not going on this trip. If you're not, like self-selecting. Yes. It's self-selecting, but it's also like you're with, you know, X amount of people for a full week, sometimes yeah. longer. In Israel, we're on a bus. You can't not meet people. Right. So I think the point is, if you're taking these kinds of trips, you're pretty likely to make friends just by the setup. Yeah. Yeah. Just by dint of even being there. Yeah. Um, but I think also, we've talked about this, like having an experience like that, having memories, having photos, having uninterrupted time together um, is really conducive to that. But I, I you know, is it is it um is it daunting? I don't know. Like to sign up for that. So the alternative, let me just push back. Yeah, is going solo, solo. Yeah, traveling. Yeah, and making friends while you travel. Yeah, that's harder. Yeah, but I find like I took a post bar trip with three three of my post bar meaning bar. when I when I passed the bar. Okay, uh, when I took the bar. Passed okay, well, I haven't mentioned the bar in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I'm a lawyer. I mean, I'm not. I am. I am a lawyer by title. Are you legally allowed to say you're a lawyer? If I, well, yeah, <laughs> I've got a letter from New York State right. currently sitting at my table. So I have to either pay the three hundred seventy-five dollars, yeah, or reannounce my retirement. You have to restate that you're retiring every two years. Can you do any legal work right now? No, I'd have to unretire. But you were actually never passed the bar in L.A. anyway, in California. I never took the bar in California. Never took the bar, yeah. right? But if you worked, there are rules. If you worked as a lawyer for five years and you work at a company that has more ten, more than 10 employees, you can wave in. There's all these. Okay. okay. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I took a trip to yeah. Australia, uh, three of my close friends. They all had to leave early for whatever reason yeah. to get back to New York. So the last week I was by myself. Oh, God. You probably did so well. Yeah. I made friends, but I realized like, when you're alone, you just are totally, you have like you have to make that choice if you're at a bar or whatever, that you're gonna engage strangers. It's, that's hard. Yeah. I did things that like, you know, I think are dangerous maybe, like offering rides to strangers. I had a car. You had a car in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Why? I rented a car, because it's far, it's huge. 
The East Coast of Australia is like the I size know, of the I know, you take a train US. or a bus. Yeah, I rented a car. So you're picking up hitchhikers? Yeah, not hitchhikers, just people I met at like places. Uh-huh. And I was like, do you want to come with me to this park? I'm going to tomorrow. Like, what a crazy. Shiesty. Yeah, like crazy. No, but I. Then it seemed that I seem like Yeah, killer. you seem crazy. Not, not that. Right. And it's like, could, am I, am yeah. I the killer or are they the killer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like it takes, you know, going on one of these trips, I think it takes away some of the good things that you're forced to oh. do in some ways. But I yeah. think it also, overall net net, it's just easier. It sounds so much super easier. fun. And fun. Super fun. Now, you know, they cost a few thousand bucks. Yeah. But like, I would, I would do that. Right. I just actually go to our listener question because it isn't about solo travel. Asking for a friend. Guys, this is asking for a friend. If you have any uh, friendship questions, ethical dilemmas, hit us up on Instagram, Man of the Year podcast, and we'll answer on the show. So we're going to have Theo uh, read today's listener question. All right. So the listener question. Hi, guys. I love the pod, but I have a potential problem and I'm looking for a tip slash hack. So I recently sucked it up and bought a plane ticket to go to Paris by myself and do solo traveling. I'm looking to make some new friends on my journey and maybe even a significant other. The only problem is I don't speak French. Yes, I know that sounds incredibly dumb, but I will be traveling through France alone without speaking the language. Any tips to help me overcome the language barrier and meet some locals? Thank you. Keep up the good work. Okay, but Theo really has no intonation of his voice. Yeah, he really, he really like wowed us. Yeah. He wants more airtime? Let me just go flat for 10 minutes. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking to us. He's very excited. He reads the thing. Well, first of all, France, tough country when you don't speak the language. They are not like overly trying to help you. Yeah. I, I, my experience with France is like, oh, it has a reputation of their root, but it's true. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. I have the best rude French story. Yeah. Should I tell this story? Yeah, yeah. friend? So Jesse and I were on our way to Fireball Adams' wedding. Yeah. But we stayed the night before somewhere that was six hours away. <sighs> so we were just like in our New York state of mind, like rush. Yeah. And uh, I said, and I don't speak French. I was like, can I have um, a du cafe to go? I wanted two coffees to go. Yeah. They were like, what? I'm like, do cafe <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah. So they go, oh, okay. And they handed us two bottles of water. I'm like, no, no, no. no. Coffee, cafe. Yeah to go yeah so they go oh so then they set up an entire garden breakfast for us with the coffees and like american dipshits yeah we're standing with our coffees standing yeah and sipping them and the guy comes over he goes please (laughs) sit down and i show him the map and i'm like oh but it's six hours (laughs) away i gotta go he's like please (laughs) sit down and she's like well you know we already packed up the car and he goes he looks around, he goes, look around. <laughs> look at where you are. This is not Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have to go. No, they have nowhere yeah. to go. These people have never. So we sat down, we're like, stop being such ugly Americans. Right, right. Anyway. Um, no, no, because I mean, they don't even do to go. No, they don't. Their concept yeah. is yeah. absurd to them. Like, you have to put a cup of coffee in a plastic cup right. to leave where? Right. Why? <laughs> right, right. It's, right. An, it's only four hours. <laughs> yeah. We're only going to sit here for four hours. Where are you going to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but traveling, are you good when, when you're, do you try to learn any language? Like I a, do, I do. But it's hard. I'm not great with languages. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember before I even knew Spanish, somebody tricked me into saying something stupid in another language. Yeah. He goes, go up to that girl and say, this is really good. It's going to be like, hey, I'm a student here or whatever. Right. I said, uh, Hola, uh, quiero llevar su culo como un sombrero. And I knew sombrero. And yeah. he, he told me that it was, hey, I'm an American. Do you like this hat? Yeah. And it actually means I want to wear your ass as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
Quickest way to get slapped. Oh, good um, If you don't speak the language, so answer your listener question. If you don't speak the language, France is like a tough place to go, but you have to try. By the way, sh- I actually don't know if it's a he or she. Are they talking about meeting the lo- She said locals. Because you could also, when you're a solo travel, meet the other travelers. Oh, other expats. Yeah. Here's a tip. Yeah. Slash hack. There's always an expat bar in every city. I know, but that's kind of like- Going against the like experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you don't speak the language and you're feeling uncomfortable and yeah. you're feeling shy- Yeah. It's a, it's a hack. It's yeah. a cheat. It's a cheat code for yeah, that country because yeah, yeah. you can still get. It's not like saying, "Hey, spend all of your time with Americans in France." It's saying, right. if you if you're the type of person, maybe you're a little introverted, maybe it feels daunting to go talk to people who don't speak English. Yeah, go to the expat bar, and I bet you those expats have friends that are French. Um, a couple of thoughts. One, you always learn a few key phrases. Even if it's like, I don't speak English very well. I'm sorry. Où est la toilette? Yeah. And also in Paris, let's say, there's going to be a lot of English speakers. Yeah. So I, what I would do is deploy the golden retriever technique. So when you're talking to someone, you're going to be very open and happy and excited. Like they may be like, you know, wee oui, wee, oui, uh, fuck you, yeah. or whatever. Wee oui, wee, oui, fuck you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> fuck you. And then they'll do it like this, the Eminem style. They go, wee oui, wee, oui, I love Eminem. And this is why I do it with the weird knuckle square. Okay. For for those not uh, watching on YouTube, Matt is doing his weird middle finger thing. Yeah. Uh, no, but, I do a regular one. I just, that was, okay, I, I don't it. like the Eminem stuff. So you're going to be very uh, uh, happy and kind. And you're going to say in French, I'm really sorry. I don't speak Je ne parle pas. Je ne parle pas français. That's and, what you said. And then, you know, some people are going to say, get out of my face. Yeah. But a couple people yeah. will be very excited yeah. that you Je try. Je suis American idiota. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, self-deprecation yeah. is pretty good. Self-deprecation is pretty good. I mean, I would stick to the cities. Yeah. Stick to Paris. Oh, it's tough in the suburbs. In yeah. The out, outer cities where yeah, nobody yeah. speaks English. When I went to France uh, in college with our buddy Jay, who's in the Lugers group, um, a couple of days before we left, he was walking in the subway in Manhattan. And I believe he either thought he saw someone he knew or he saw like an attractive woman. And he looked and then he walked face first into a stanchion. He had to get brutal. stitches in his forehead. I remember that. And then his like mom had a cousin who knew a doctor in, in the suburb of the plain view of France, of Paris. Wow. So he took a train to the suburbs, like and the he Long got Island Railroad. up. He got plain no, view. No, no, no. Uh, he had the stitches from oh, America. Oh, he had to get removed. And they, were, they did a real botch job. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a real, the French uh, National Health Service, whatever it's called, <laughs> it's a real botch job. Oh, yeah. So, Golden Retriever technique learn a few uh, sentences, hit up the expat bar, stay in the cities. Okay. Here's other tip. Okay. There's a lot of communication in this world that is nonverbal. There's oh, a yeah. lot you can communicate non-verbally. We have multiple ways of doing this, right? You've got just your demeanor, smiling, open, the way that you sit. I'm, you know, if you're at a bar, say go to the bar, consider the bar where there'll be other single travelers, have your body be open and not curled up like I'm just alone. Don't have your head earbuds in, like I you know, as I do, speakerphone. Yeah. But the other one is, hey, what about? Rocking a tea yep. that is peacock. Here's what we should do. So um, for our listeners, uh, you can see on YouTube, we are wearing our merch right now. Um, it says, we should be friends. Let's get it in French. That's what I was just going to oh, say. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Theo, you look up how to say, we should be friends yeah, in, yeah, in, in yeah, French. Yeah, that's great. So uh, yes, yeah, so you go to bonfire.com slash man of the year podcast. And maybe we just do uh, yeah. 
a bunch of shirts in a bunch of different yeah. languages. Yeah. By the way, I think this is why people stay at hostels sometimes. Yeah. Right. So where you stay can help with making friends. Or if you're staying at a hotel, like lo- I find lobbies of hotels when I'm traveling, like Jesse and I, we make friends in the lobby. Yeah. If you hang out in the lobby, there's always like a communal drinking area. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good one. Yeah. What, what is it? Oh, I'm going to butcher this. You okay. Ready? But do it with a little love. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm listen to it one more time and then I'm okay. going to give it my shot. Okay. Nous devons être amis. ami. You just said it really fast. Slow down. They speak pretty quickly in, no, fr- slow in French. Down. Just you know. read it. Just read it. Noi Davron Etra Ami. Noi Davron okay. Etra Ami. Okay. I mean, you right, just got to say it fast yeah. now and then it, it works. Wait, know? so what other tips do we have for this? I mean, this is the most tips we've ever given oh, on yeah, any this question. Is good. I mean, I feel Jesus. Like we got it. Yeah, let us know how this trip goes. Yeah. Asking for a friend. Great. Well, that was asking for a friend. If you have friendship questions, send it to them on Instagram, Man of the Year Podcast, and we'll answer them on the show. So there's one other sort of um, tip, hack, program we want to talk about, which is co-living. Okay, so this is like a new trendy thing, which is like there's apartment complexes where you have your own place, but everything else is optimized for meeting people. So lots of common areas, common kitchens, common outdoors, co-living. What do you think about that? So we talked about this on the pod about how when you're in your teens, 20s, your people are always around and it's optimized for friendship because you live in a dorm and there's just people everywhere and you can just walk into somebody's room. Even in your early 20s, I would submit in most major cities, there are like these starter apartment buildings. Like in New York, you, you know, you live in the 34th street in any of those buildings, you'll meet all of your neighbors and you'll end up being friends with them. Yeah. But as you get older, it's just like life doesn't work like that. But now they're basically saying, hey, for those of us that need that, we're giving you the opportunity to, to continue in a situation that it makes it a lot easier for you to just know your neighbors. It's like the we workification of yeah. living. We, I think, what's this guy's name? Adam. Uh, Adam Newman. Yeah. He was like trying to do a we live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there any downside? Sounds pretty fun. Is there a downside? I mean, not everything can be about meeting people all the time. If right. you're like, you know, it could, could it be exhausting. Could be a little exhausting. I yeah. feel like those places are for people that want to be like hyper social. Right. Um, or moving to a new city. Or moving to a new city. But I do think the downside could be that like, now you feel like you got to be on all the time mm. when you're going home. And sometimes you want to shut it off when you go home. Right. But like what we talk about with our third place or like, now you're like mixing your social place. Imagine if you brought your country club to your house or your Whatever your know, fraternity we, to your, it's like living in a fraternity house. We haven't got an unrelatable mat in a while. I, I don't have a. I'm not even a member of a country club. I'm not even a member yet. So just to repeat, um, first place is home, second place is work. Your third place yeah. is any place people socialize. Big proponent yeah. of that in this pod. This is combining them all into one. Yeah, I don't want to live at Soho House. Unrelatable <laughs> mat. Unless you would. Yeah, I would. Don't they have living? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Sorry, I wouldn't want to do that. God, to come down from your apartment and be in Soho House. That's what like I'm a saying. Nightmare. Yeah, that's a little Absolute much. Um, it's almost like. You know when you wake up from a nap in Vegas and you're like still groggy and tired, <laughs> yeah. but like it's blaring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is on. It's a yeah. daytime pool party. You're like, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. Imagine yeah. that being every day of your life. Well, you're assuming these places are partying. All yeah, I have like, I have this vision of yeah. like complete animal house. Chaos. Chaos. But it's probably just like a bunch of tech bros, you know, yeah. like just hanging out, <laughs> like 
philosophizing. Yeah, I mean, well, now we're making it sound really bad, but I think it's probably just people like having a coffee in the, yeah, yeah. In, in the lobby. There's one other um, book I want to talk about. You actually brought this to my attention a few months ago. It's called The Two Hour Cocktail Party. Yeah, you poo-pooed me at first. I poo-pooed and, uh, you know, I think, listen, we've got to keep an open mind. Um, and so basically this guy is talking about, now you need to have some friends to start this off. So the author's name is Nick Gray. The book's called A Two Hour Cocktail Party. And basically he sets forth um, a technique for bringing together some different people in your life for a, obviously, two hour cocktail party in your place, not in a bar. Now you have to have a place where you can handle a, a bunch of people. You need to have people to invite. But he says, basically, you start with a couple friends or one or two friends and then invite sort of weaker ties, colleagues, work people, friends of friends. Do it on a non-weekend. Save it for two hours. Give people name tags. It's sort of just a codified way of doing a cocktail party. What do you think about that? So I was thinking about it in the sense that we have gone to a bunch of Penn alumni events. Yeah. And they are essentially two-hour cocktail parties. Okay. Wouldn't you agree that most of those you go, you always have a name tag and it's, right. and it's sort of like, you know, a couple people, but most people are kind of strangers, but you have like, you're all kind of aware that you're there to meet people. So it does feel like that. I feel like we've had a lot of practice at the cocktail party. And I, I think for a lot of people, it would do them a lot of good to have more of those. We need Penn to do those cocktail parties, but now I'm realizing like, oh, anybody can do those. I had a thought, should I have name tags at my birthday party. Yes. What's the downside? Well, what's the downside? I mean, is it lame? Are we over that? It's not a whole purpose of our podcast. <laughs> Get over <laughs> well, the stuff okay. that you think is lame okay, let me, let me feel uncomfortable. You're right. Um, I would say because, you know, a good portion of the people do, do know, know each, know each other. other. Right. So it's like- well, how, What portion of the people do not know each other? I'll say there'll be like a third will be sort of not- That's a lot. Yeah. Well, here's the other reason that I would say in the pro camp. Because you may make friends with somebody there and you're not going to remember their name. It's very hard to remember somebody's name at a Cairo Bonanza. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think also it makes people more open. Yeah. You see someone- It's a starter. It's a combo yeah. starter. It's part yeah, of the two-hour yeah. cocktail party. It's number one, right? I'd say the number one easiest way to start the cocktail party off thing is with the name tag. Right. Usually what I liked about Penn though is in addition to the name. Yeah. For Penn, it tells you the year of the school you went to. Right. I feel like if you're going to do that. How do you know Cairo? How do you know Cairo? Gym friend, work friend, right. childhood, or date you met him? I mean, that's a, how are people going to remember that? I don't know. Cairo friend since? K yeah, Cairo. So I'll go Cairo 86. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. And that's pretty funny. That's funny. Just food for thought. Yeah. Or you could try something else, but I can't. Yeah. Cairo 86, class of 80s, K of 86. It's, it's funny. We haven't talked about this in a few months, but remember I, I've told you that there's a guy who's, <laughs> who's, who's worn a name tag. Same for 300 days? For like 3,000. Oh, 3, he has a, he he has has a, a tattoo. tattoo under it. Yeah. He takes off his shirt and it's still in the same You were obsessed with it. Yeah, that was yeah. an early episode, obsessed. Yeah. Is um, he coming? I think he lives in St. Louis. Oh, that would have been awesome. But okay, I'm thinking about that. I guess we got to practice what we preach in this yeah. fucking podcast. Right, let's not be ashamed. Yeah. Because we don't want to have our audience think that we can't. Yeah, stuff. just putting 10 people in a cocktail party with name tags, some of whom don't know each other. Again, you're self-selecting if you're right. showing up for this. Yes. Now you need to know 10 people to invite and we realize yes. not everybody has that, but maybe you do. Right. Maybe you do. Again, I, I'm sort of of the mind for our listeners out there and you can correct me in a message, but I think a large majority of the people, again, I go back to this thing that say they have no friends. They actually do. They haven't activated them. But even if you have no friends, right. you know 10 people. Right. I have very hard pressed to believe that there's 
a lot of people out there that just don't know anyone that yeah. have no emails, no phone numbers in there. They're just walking around with a phone that just has their own number in it. And Domino's Pizza. <laughs> well, there's inbox zero and then there's contact yeah, zero. Yeah, contact. I Like, show me a contact zero on this planet. Yeah. And I'll show you Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, a great way to profile. But yeah, we talked about how a lot of guys are married with kids and say they have no friends. Well, your wife has right. friends. Your wife is a friend. Right. Also, I think you've said often, you think people don't want to be invited to stuff, yeah. but they do. Yeah. But they do. Yeah. So, okay. So, two-hour cocktail party. You've turned me around once again. And you're going to do name tags? I'm thinking about it. By the time this airs, we'll have decided if we yeah. do name tags. We have to take pictures of the name tags. Yeah, of course. I was just going to say, I do like the name tag. I like the, like, where you met or, like, what were you doing when we met thing because it can be a nice icebreaker, right? If you're like, where'd you meet Cairo? Dodger game. Yeah. What were you doing? Dodger game. What were you doing? Mm, Venice Run Maybe Club. where is even better. Maybe Theo's right. The where you met Cairo is better. So, like, you would say childhood. Right. Someone would say college. Right. Yeah. Or it's like, like he said, Dodger game. Or yeah. Or like CrossFit. It's a lot of information on a name tag, though. Not really. One word. But need their, their name. Yeah, name and then one word. Under. Okay, name. I think no name. It's not a name tag. No, it's no, you, gotta have, the, you have to have the name because then that defeats the whole purpose. But what I'm saying is you want to be able to remember somebody's name. That's a thing that makes people feel cared about and feel seen is when you know their name. So That's easy. like rule one of socializing, Theo. You. That's why, he's, that's why he's behind the says the man who can't remember anyone's name yeah uh, that's why i need the name tag he's a name tag um <laughs> all right names i'm gonna do it uh should we see if we had any mistakes let's do erroneous with Thelonious. yeah so a very french episode today <laughs> the erroneous segment is amouche bouche um well he already got it erroneous by calling it amouche it's amuse bouche amuse bouche okay and that's mouth amuser is the translation there Small That's what bites. they call my junk. <laughs> Jesus uh, God. Christ almighty. Yeah. Okay, mouth amuser. <laughs> and a small bite size hors d'oeuvre normally served right before the main course. Okay, so you snuck in a little qualification to your thing. You were wrong. Then you snuck it in. Yeah, I'm still wrong. You said it was a palate cleanser. Yeah. And you said no, it happens before. And that's right. Yeah, I know. But they're they're saying that it's a, say say again, because it's not exactly a, just a palate cleanser. It's so not a palate cleanser. I think it can be served at different times. Yeah. Generally speaking, it's sent from the kitchen probably right before the main course, or but I think it could also be done maybe right after mm. you order. Yeah, as so well. it's pretty right. How come when he talks to us, he has a normal intonation in his voice, but when he reads the questions, like, I want to know. You know what? Maybe he was one of those kids who was a late reader. Yeah. So much pressure on you in class, you know? You yeah. can't make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't got time for uh, embellishment. <laughs> Is well, that it? Uh, that's all. Yeah. I, all love right. the, I love that during the erroneous, he pronounced Amu's wrong. <laughs> it was great. Uh, I mean, it must be tough. He's Googling stuff while yeah, we're yapping no, it's in his so ear. Hard. It's, he's got it so rough. And that was Erroneous with Thelonious. So let's do some shout outs, Matt. Shout out to Armando from Lubbock, one of our earliest, biggest fans, always messaging us. Keep it up. Uh, we want to see you in a t-shirt though, because we're giving you a shout out. So send us a pic of you in the t-shirt. <laughs> I love how we shout people out and they now have to purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. It's Instead of quid, us sending the merch. Quid pro quo. Yeah, it's a quid pro quo. Um, if you have any shout outs you want us to make on the podcast, hit us up on Instagram and we will shout out you, your friend, your family, whoever you want. So Matt, what did we learn today? You know, these were hacks that are baked in, right? We're making like these companies, this, the, the co-living, the... Solo traveler companies, expat bars. These are things that have been baked in already from the problem that we're trying to solve here, which is like, hey, it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. I think these are ways to kind of supercharge your friend making. 
Yeah. Because it's being done for you for a price. Right. And because we're saying like, it's a hard, we want you to get off zero. They're starting you at a five. Yes. Uh, one of our tips is get off zero, which is do something. Right. You one move of- into a co-living space, you, you, you're going to have friends. Yeah. You go on a travel, on a trip that is a bunch of other solo travelers, you're going to make a, a friend. You go to a country, you don't speak the language at all. You go to an expat bar, you'll make it a little easier. And when you're in these places, use the golden retriever technique. Be friendly and nice, yeah. even if no, people aren't friendly and nice to you. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what a golden retriever sounds like. I have a Frenchie. It's, it's, My Frenchie goes, oh. <laughs> Remember, uh, I was talking to the phone the other day, and you're like, oh, is that your baby boy? He goes, that's the dog. Yeah. <laughs> the dog. The whimpering. The whimpering. Oh. On that note, that's our show. We have merch at bonfire.com slash man of the year podcast. Be good to yourself. Be good to your friends. Love, Love you, buddy. buddy. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.